set your sail for the orange and blue sea. Yeah. We back. And 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 we back. Welcome to the Java Men Podcast. Today is January 18th. Lucky for you, we have the A-Team here, which includes the debut of our guy, our main guy, Paulie B, along with Etch. I'll be emceeing today, um, your main man, Shady Joe. Boys, how we doing? Doing good. I'm excited to welcome in our our, our Mexican correspondent here from, from down south. Doing good. Happy to be here. Like I told the boys, uh, it's an honor. And um, I'm coming in live from Mexico City, the, the short-lived home of the once Illini great Alfonso Plummer, who I did see down here in his first game with the, the G League, which was pretty cool. That's awesome. I love that. I love that. Not only, you know, not only this is, is this uh, a U.S. podcast, this is now a North American podcast, so we're proud um, to be reaching you, and I'm, I'm sure there's a few of you out in Europe that are listening too. So, pumped, pumped to bring you all today. Paulie B, couldn't be more excited to have you on. Um, I think you're going to bring a fresh perspective. Um, I think your background as a journo is going to help out quite a bit. Really level set us here on the pod. But uh, really want to start off by we ask um, you know everyone that comes on the pod in their debut that kind of this, this one question: What does being a Java man and a Lionai fan mean to you? Being a Java man means really drinking a lot of coffee. Um, it's, it's, it's where the name came from. It's what it's all about. I remember the moment Nicky Lags, Mr. Suds, had the big box in his hand, and he was chugging away on a, on a, on a pre-Thanksgiving football, what do you call those? The, the turkey bowl that... Uh, was one of the last times I saw some of these boys. So uh, it's good to be back. It's good to be thinking of coffee. Um, being an Illini, uh, even even being down here in Mexico for five years now, I, I stick with the team. I watch almost every game, and uh, happy to be bringing some of my some of my thoughts to the to the table today that I've been holding on all of these weeks of of podcasts. Nice, nice. Well, well, we're excited. We're excited to hear it. Um, I, it's just a great time to be an Illini, uh, fan in Mexico city and Chicago and St. Louis and Champaign, where, wherever you are, uh, we've got a great show lined up for, for y'all today, starting with the, the Minnesota and Michigan state recaps, just, just big time play. A lot of great contributors. The team's really building some depth. We'll hit our, uh, our standard walk the plank captain of the ship. Then we'll get into the hated, the dreaded preseason champion Indiana Hoosiers and then we'll get some quick thoughts um, we had to bring on our uh, our attorney in the Java men today to really um, give quick thoughts on the law firm the return of the law firm Newton and Randolph so great show today but um let's uh let's start off with with a little Minnesota Michigan State recap Etch, let's start with you what are your thoughts? You can pick either game or just, you know, overall thoughts on the team and, and the vibe of the team right now. Before before I jump into that, um, Biasco is or uh Zap, is there any 
Illini scene? Have you found any Illini scene down in Mexico City, like an Illini bar or anything? I haven't seen anything, but I randomly see people wearing Illini t-shirts around. I don't know if they're fans or if they just randomly end up getting a shirt. But uh, I'm always tempted to kind of like approach them, but I, I haven't. Um, unfortunately, I think uh, I'm, one, I'm one of the few, but uh, hopefully this pod can put me in touch with someone down here. I don't know how big the, the, the listenership is these days. Growing, but it, you know, you don't give them an ILL or anything. You, no, I think in the, I'm tempted. I think, I've seen it. I've seen, I saw a person the other day and I'm like, ah, if they're a fan, I would be surprised, but I, I think I need to start shooting out the ILL and, and I might get a weird look, but uh, I think, I think it's worth, worth putting, putting myself out there. I think it's headed that way. I think, it, I think, ILL will be a very familiar chant in the next half decade. It seems um, to be. I mean, speaking of these two games, I, I think early in the season, you know, you're, you're you're questioning the team, you're questioning everyone, you're questioning Underwood. The guy looks like he's about to lose his his freaking mind, and then all of a sudden, you know, we're back to the to the constant win. It's almost like uh, you're expecting to win again after these two games. It's like it's uh, this this weird uh, expected win, expected you know, solid performance that, that he's been bringing for, for a few years now, um, after a little, little scare. So. Yeah. I, so Joe, to get back to your question, I going into the Michigan state game, that was the game after the Nebraska game, which was a blowout and the game before Nebraska was Wisconsin, which was a tight game until the end when Illinois separated. So when, before we played Mizzou, that was coming off the Penn State loss, and I thought the Mizzou game would be a benchmark, like how will the team respond after coming out flat against um, Penn State, and they didn't, they didn't respond. They, you were at the Mizzou game. It, it was, it Real. was, yeah, and so the, the, I had the same kind of thought going into the Michigan State game. Like they've had these two wins. They've beaten Wisconsin, who was ranked 14 at the time. They beat Nebraska, who, you know, they ran away from. So the Michigan State game was was awesome to watch. It stayed close throughout. Um, I think the in the first half, I I thought like like halfway through the first half, I think Michigan State built like a four or five point lead. I was I was thinking that it was gonna kind of revert back to what it was pre Wisconsin, and it and it it didn't. Um, Illinois stayed they were down until they took the lead with um nine nine ten left they they took a 55 54 lead they they it was a tie game at 60 and then illinois ran away with it which is really encouraging to me i feel like you see it in college basketball all the time where it's close it's hard to score players miss free throws and then at the end of the game, teams separate. Um, and and I'll get into it more later with captain of the ship, but the offense is cruising. So um, yeah, the the Michigan State game overall was a was a prove it game, and it proved that that they were all the way back for me. That they were buying into what Underwood was preaching, and um, it was great to see. Yeah, I mean, for me, I agree. You know, you 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 almost get this panic when when the team goes down three, they go down five. From other years, you're like, here it goes again. We're done. And uh, yep. for some reason, you know, they're not launching up the three like you used to see. They're sticking to the plan. 
you know, you, you see it in uh, Meyer. He's giving all these quotes, just loving Underwood all of a sudden. He can't keep, he can't stop talking about how they're best friends, how he's the nicest guy in the world, how he's the best coach. And uh, they're trusting him. They're sticking with it. And like you're saying, Etch, sticking to the plan, it seems like when, when crunch time comes, they're elevating. So uh, it's, it's nice to see. You know, I don't know if you guys have watched the show um, Last Chance You. The coach, is, he's, he's similar. He's breaking the guys down the first half of the season. The, you know, they're, they're, he, everyone's saying he's going too far. He's got to stop yelling. He's got to chill. The, these players can't handle it. And all of a sudden, at some point, the, flip, the switch just flips, and uh, the full buy-in happens, and then they just start winning. And it's almost like watching that exact thing happen uh, the past two games. Um, so it's been, it's been fun. I, I recommend the show. It's really good. Yeah, it's actually been on my list. It's hard to, it's hard to get my my roommate and wife here in the household to to watch something like that after you know not watching football and Illini basketball all the time. Um, some wags can only take so much, but but I hear you. <laughs> Got to check it out soon. Um, I yeah, I couldn't agree with you more, uh, Paulie and and Etch. I think there just seems to be like I, there was a point in Michigan State where I was I was pretty nervous when we were down, um, but I. But I do like in in Jubes, you know, there's there's been some feedback. I'll take a step back here. There's been some feedback on on most recent pods. Uh, there were some questions around if 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 there were there were chatbots, AI leading some of the podcasts. There's there's some pretty robotic answers, pretty robotic um, uh, candor within within the pod. So I just want to you know thanks for that feedback. Thanks for those reviews. We wanted to bring the A team a little more more zest and into the pod today, so ho- hopefully you see that. But I think, you know, with with that said, that you know some of those individuals um, on the Java men brought up some good points around running offense and and really got on Underwood around around running offense and, and having something there. And it's been pretty impressive since they've switched the offense. What probably right after the Missouri game. Um, they had a little slip up against Northwestern, but you saw signs of it at Northwestern. But you know, to your point, Paulie, they're just getting to the hole. They're not settling for threes because they can get those threes whenever they want. It's been really um, refreshing to see Terrence Shannon Jr. and Matthew John Mayer Meyer really just take the take uh, the ball and get to the hole uh, against teams that are like some pretty good defensive teams. You know, Nebraska's pretty bad. Minnesota's pretty bad defensively, but. Michigan State's a really good team, defensive team, and so is Wisconsin. And those guys got to the hole, and I think that's been such a huge difference. Obviously, guys are hitting shots. I think they're being put in better position to make shots um, because because of the offense. And I think the defense clamping down, not letting up points in transition, it's all just kind of coming together. And, and I don't really think we've seen – a you know a game where it's all clicking. I think I think the team will really really start clicking in February, um, and it's going to look really good. Uh, and I, I think we're going to roll off like eight, nine, ten wins in a row. That's a good point, Joe. The Michi- the the Texas game, Meyer kind of went off in that game. The UCLA game, Shannon went off in that game. They had these outlier individual performances, but the I I hear what you're saying that the team has in head. It's best game, yeah, for sure. I think yeah, like Dane Danger, you can only see, like he was dominating lesser competition, 
and now he's the last what two three games he's had he's had really good games against tougher tougher Big Ten competition and they're really going to need him coming up against you know the big men on Indiana um, later in the season um, Michigan and Purdue and that's crazy is Michigan and Purdue aren't until the end of the year and that's going to be big for us because that's when you know Dane would have what a full season almost a full season under his belt um and that's gonna be really good for i think for the illini yeah i think uh well first of all the greatest nickname on the team if not the big Ten, the dancing bear who has the dancing bear that follows him around and he lifts his big foot up he puts his big foot down and bows and twirls and dances round and round. Um, Dane Danger. The so, guy, you see his confidence, you know, you see him even pick up, uh, pick, pick, take a pass and, and, and he'll, you know, he has this little finesse shake. He's almost dancing out there. He's spinning around guys. He's, he's, he's a nimble, large man. And, uh, I think with the confidence, um, you know, he's beating his guy consistently. He can back a guy down. He can spin around a guy and, uh, I think that's opening a lot of things up for the rest of the team. I think I didn't realize at the beginning of the season how confident, I mean, that didn't even enter the equation into my mind, whether Dane Danger would be confident. I think with like Omar Payne last year, he had, it seemed like he had no confidence. So having this transfer come in and like, was, I didn't know what role he was going to play, but he is, he's, he's the dancing bear. I think earlier in the season he got, he might, he might not have gotten a technical, but I remember he did like one of the too short thing where he puts his hand down by his knee after he made a layup on someone or a block or something. And he, yeah, he's just oozing confidence, which is on this team when they were going through that rut in December, it's, it's been huge. Yeah. And I think the the freshmen have really stood out. Um, the last couple of games too. I think, you know, Sky Clark leaving the team. Um, it's an unfortunate situation. Not quite sure what's going on there. Um, you wish him well, wish him best of luck for sure. But I think ha- giving guys um, like Sincere Harris, who just sets the tone on defense from, from the very start, he's adding some offense lately. He added, I think, what was it? Eight, eight rebounds against uh, this pat- last game against Minnesota. That's really good. And then, Epps is just a, a budding star. He, he's going to be a star. He's going to l- likely be, unless you know another team comes in and offers him a big time NIL package, he's going to be a four year star at the University of Illinois. Um, and, and what's really exciting is you're starting to see, um, you're starting to see Rogers settle into to his role and starting to see why he came in so highly acclaimed. Um, why he was on the USA team. He's just such a great role player. He's tenacious. He had eight points and eight rebounds, four or five shooting, just so active. And he was gar- he was playing some really good defense too. So they're going to need those guys. And I think just the last guy, he, he had a couple of good games there. The last guy to, and I still think he's battling an injury and coming back. The last guy that they need to get going um, is going to be Melendez. And hopefully that coincides with Goody coming back. And then we can start shooting and getting a little ahead of ourselves, but then you know, three-point shooting will open up the lanes even more for Epps, uh, TSJ, and uh, May, uh, Meyer. You know, I got to ask. I got to ask. Where does Goody fit in? You know, 
now that Sky leaves, no one likes that. But you know, you you see what Izzo said: addition by subtraction. Everyone's writing about it. Everyone's talking about it. We can say the same thing everyone else is saying. But it's clear, like now that he's gone, maybe he was the higher recruit. Maybe he had more swagger than the rest of the guys, and they were kind of a little bit more timid. It almost felt like that. Everyone steps in. They felt like, well, no, now I can do this. Now I can do this. Now that the team is rolling, what what about Goody? I'm almost scared. Like adding another guy to the mix when things are finally starting to gel, the minutes seem right, everyone's happy, everyone's scoring. You know, where does he come in? Well, I think your boy Lee isn't going to get much tick once he gets back. <laughs> the slim, uh, the slim reaper. They're calling him my boy. We have a we have a resemblance maybe in, in, in <laughs> neck length of neck and and length. I think probably right Melendez minutes go down. I think every all the guards and wings, like pretty much everyone's minutes get trimmed a little bit. Besides, probably Meyer, TSJ, and uh, Hawkins and Danger, just because they're they're different positions. Yeah, and I don't I don't think I mean Underwood talks up Goody big time. Goody's nephew of Trent Green quarterback of his high school football team captain of everything you know like almost like captain america type guy i don't if he takes longer to get back in the mix i don't think he's gonna he won't be an issue if he doesn't get playing time and i don't think i mean underwood said he you know he is the most stubborn person he knows but i don't think underwood would force minutes on goody to the detriment of everyone else so i don't know it, it goody seems like a guy that underwood's just gonna like slobber over but i i could see if the team's rolling that maybe goody takes a while to get into get into the rotation full time even though underwood said he was going to start at the beginning of the year for sure yeah i think yeah i think coming back 10 minutes to start and then just see where it goes i think that's reasonable there's, yeah. there's enough for 10 minutes for sure. All right. Um, any, any last thoughts on, on those two games, Pauly? I don't think so. I, you know, one other thing, Meyer first double, double of his whole entire career, which was surprising to hear. Um, just good That's to see crazy. him. Good to see him rolling. Good to see him rolling. Good to see him happy. The guy seems kind of like a Zen type, you know, moody guy. We respect that. We like that. And he's on the, he's on the ups right now. So let's keep the man happy. Mr. Underwood. Keep keep doing what you're doing, and uh, we'll see what's happening today with the big matchup. What do we What do we got, Joe? Uh, well, we're gonna we're uh, let's get to that in a moment. But let's do what this podcast has become famous for across North America. The next segment: walk the plank uh, and captain the ship. So let's start with uh, who's walking the plank this week, and we'll start with Etch. So I got I got a guy who's kind of permanently on my plank and it's Coleman Hawkins. I was one of the I was one of the five Java men who went to the Northwestern game. Joe, I know you saw them in person in St. Louis at Bragg and Rights and we were texting about this, but his attitude, demeanor, complaining about every call, lack of buy-in. It was, it, was, it was so apparent in person on the court in timeouts when you don't see any of that on TV that I, I can't get that out of my head. And I said Coleman at the beginning of the year, I said Coleman was the most indispensable player on the team. I don't I don't believe that 
anymore, but he is so good when he's good and he's, he's done a really good job lately, but I just can't shake seeing them in person and seeing his, what, what his attitude was. He, I think, you know, there's in, in our, in the Java men, he, he gets shit for being, you know, NBA prospect on the mock drafts and he's buying into it. And I think that's true. Um, but he, he's just going to permanently like, he's going to permanently for me, have one foot on the boat, one foot on the plank and kind of like move the other foot on the boat, move the other foot on the plank, but he's always near for me. So tough. Cause he's so important, but that's, that's my plank guy for this week. For my plank, I would have liked to have agreed with you, Etch. I, I text Mr. I don't know what he goes by in the Java man, but Mr. Java himself, Matthew P, constantly about 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 Mr. Hawkins. But uh, you know what he said? He plays good D. If you watch him playing D, he affects the game in a lot of ways. So once I started paying attention to that, I realized, you know, he may be annoying. He may whip up a three. He may he may do a lot of things, but uh, he has an impact. Um, so this week, my first week, we don't have any, anyone walking the plank. The vibe is right. Everyone's happy. There's no walking of the plank. Now the captain of the ship, the captain of the ship is going to have to be Dane Danger. I really think he's the X, X factor on the team right now. I think, uh, you know, I don't, you don't want to correlate Kofi or or think of last year's team but all of a sudden when this guy starts playing well and getting a lot of minutes um the team plays well so he's getting my vote I like to watch him dribble I like to watch everything he does and uh onward good good, good choice to dance and bear I like it um etch etch what about you who's your captain of the ship yeah the captain for me is is Underwood um I who who knows if they're out of the woods yet on the the stretch in December that was bad, but I think with Underwood, Underwood is, is first and foremost he's he's a leader and he's a great program leader. He's brought Illinois back from a dark place with Gross to national prominence. Everybody's excited. Podcasts are starting up and taking North America by storm. Um, that, that's in large part due to Underwood. And so I think in the Java men, we've had a little bit of different notions of what Underwood means to the program or not to the program, but like where exactly we're at with Underwood and Underwood is a program leader, hundred percent in on in December, when they started going through their offensive funk, that's when I started to get these PTSD flashbacks to Loyola, Houston, Chattanooga. I hate bringing them up, but I have to. And so I was worried that he wouldn't change the offensive flow. I mean, at the Northwestern game, you could just feel it. They were just stagnant. They had, they weren't buying in. They weren't hearing his message, but it's clear that his message is getting through. And I went, I went and read some quotes from, from back in December um, actually it was January. I was looking at articles. I was, I was, cause I Underwood said that he's the most stubborn person he knows after the, um, either Michigan state or Minnesota game. Um, but that he changed the offensive scheme. They do the spread. There's a lot better movement 
fiasco, like you said. They don't get out of their f- offense with 10 seconds left in the shot clock and, and freak out and give it to one guy. They're still running offense late in the shot clock, and they get good looks. They're going to the hoop, all that. Um, so now Underwood has recognized an issue, has changed schematics during the season. So I go to pull these quotes about him being stubborn. Um, and I'm reading an article, and it, it's dated January uh, 16th. And I'm, I'm, I'm reading through the article. It's one of the uh, Illini Inquirer articles. And it, it says, we did all... They, they did a bunch of studies. They had a consultant come in from the Boston Celtics to provide an outside or an outside assessment to see if he was, it says Underwood risked insanity if he kept doing the same thing over and over and expected different results. So during that year, they had to make some changes. So Underwood said, I looked at where we were at and all those things and knew we had to make some changes. What we were doing, there were some positives for it, but at the end of the day, change needed to happen and we had to do that. I thought that was Underwood this January 16th talking about this team. That article was from 2020. That was from the COVID uh, year. So this whole time I was thinking, you know, Underwood's not adjusting schematics. Can he adjust schematics in season? And like, lo and behold, he did it in 2020. So I was off on that assessment of Underwood. Um, and I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he's captaining the ship that he's got the offense cooking. Um, and and I think the next step for Underwood is if he gets in a game like one of those Loyola, Chatty, or Houston games where nothing's working, can he throw out the playbook? He kind of did that um, with Curbelo in the Houston game, but Houston was just a juggernaut. They weren't – Illinois wasn't going to be in that game. Um, and we've talked about the limitations with Kofi. So, um that's the next step. If they get in one of those games, is is a scheme change going to change it? But yeah, Underwood is my captain. He was, is, and will be. I, I, uh, I love Underwood. You know what's impressive that I saw this week? The, the Illini this year, exact same record at this point as they had the last two seasons. Exact. With the Stars, with all these guys, with the problems they're having this year, we're at the exact same point. So That's so crazy. I think, I think it's the last three. Three seasons. I think it was all of Io sophomore year on, right? Because Io, yeah, because it was Io sophomore. He stayed his junior, and then it was last year without him. Fourteen and five, right? Is that what you saw? That's yeah, that. Yep. Yeah, that that's that was pretty eye opening. Yeah, you, you know, you forget the troubles of other years when when things start going good. So hopefully it'll be the same. And I think this year's Big Ten. I, I think the only caveat to that is this year. I mean, the Big Ten is borderline average i mean there's just not really good team besides maybe purdue like there's tough like every game's tough but they're illinois could go undefeated in the schedule i don't think we could have said that any other year even arguably our probably our our best team which was the team that lost to loyola but um no that was a that was a great assessment etch what i what i appreciate about you is the job of an attorney is citing your sources um (laughs) and giving proper credence to illini inquire so um and that, way, the, way to go and and to to dig into that even further it was pipe daddy that was the deliverer of pipe bombs who wrote those nice articles. nice yeah he's he's uh he's definitely uh a java man but java men follow him he does he produces some good content does the team follows the team really well um my walk the plank just real quick 
is going to be anyone that, that that any Illini fan um, or Journo or Big Ten fan that doubted Underwood going 0-3 in the Big Ten to start. Didn't even give the guy the benefit of the doubt to finish out the Big Ten season to see where it landed and just immediately went went for the throat, went for he should be gone. Like I don't think any like uh, fan who thinks who's able to think critically, who's able to, you know, to have you know level head would, would want him gone. But you saw some of that on Twitter and I, I just think it's it's ridiculous. Etch cited he brought this program back from the grave. Yeah, he's had a tough a couple tough matchups in the tournament and he's got not coached and he's got to fix that. But the Illini have been the best big team in the Big Ten for what the last three, maybe four years. So those all those individuals, and there's a lot of them, the plank's probably not big enough. Um, they all need to walk the plank. Do any um, do any Javamen are they on your plank? Any Javamen? Um, I'm gonna make a deal with with the Java men that are on here. Um, I'm not going to call out anyone as to walk in the plank. Um, we'll handle that on the text chain, but, um, you know, maybe, maybe I'll get a little more aggressive with that, um, towards the season's end because we're bound to have another, um, Valley and, um, those colors might be shown on the job, but we'll see. I'm not going to call anyone out right now. That sound that sounds good. But if you were to call anyone out, if I was going to be on that list, I think there's a difference between having trust in Underwood and also criticizing the state of the team versus having trust in Underwood and never criticizing the state of the team. So I think back in December when they were 0 3. There were glaring holes on the team. Underwood saw him. He adjusted. And I think that's that's what a, that's what someone like him does. Um, but yeah, for any anybody who was on the plank for saying that they were gonna tank the Big Ten or they weren't gonna win another game, I I I join you in putting them on the plank. Spoken like a true yeah. judge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think to your point, I don't I think the Java men did a really good job of um uh, criticizing Underwood um when he deserved criticism. He's not above criticism, right? He's no no coach is is ever above criticism, but he to his credit, he's turned things around. I just there are some people that overreacted, probably uh, yeah, no, definitely did that that were online. But um Captain of the Ship, I'm gonna go with uh Matthew John Mayor Meyer. He's had five double-digit games in a row, about a million blocks. Um, his vibe's really good. He said some good things about Underwood, and I think the last two games included 19-point efforts, shooting close to 70, 70 to 80% on those games. So he's just been a breath of fresh air for the team. Having him in TSJ as a 1-2 scoring punch with a threat of the dancing bear down low is really good for this team. And Epps is Epps is figuring out how he can impact this team when he needs to go get a bucket, um, but also get other guys involved. And it's a learning process for him because he's, he's a bucket getter, but he's, I've been impressed. So um, all that said, um, uh, Matt Meyer, great work. Keep it up. But let's, um, 
let's turn our sights um, ahead to the choppy water uh, in Bloomington against, or no, I guess that game's in Champaign, against the, the preseason favorite. Um, I guess they thought they already had a championship because um, they certainly have played with uh, little to no motivation. Um, granted, they've had some injuries, but the Indiana Hoosiers um, are struggling. They've had a couple what bounce back wins. Uh, but I just I'm not impressed with the team. Probably again more injury related. But um, I don't know if you guys have some thoughts um, ahead of the game, a preview. But um, definitely share them uh, with the audience. I haven't seen one Indiana game. Um, <laughs> I don't know anything about the team other than what was said in the preseason. So my thoughts are are static. I didn't even know that Race Thompson was injured um, until this week. But it's a it's a big game. I'm excited to watch it. It's a big game. You know, I think my favorite of the coaches, Chester Frazier, I follow him on Twitter. I saw him early in the week tweet out a, a little video of, of him playing Indiana in the, in the Eric Gordon era. And uh, before the game, he went out to dap him up to say what's up. And he dropped a shoulder into his chest. And he just walked back. Granted, they lost the game, which I saw people commenting at him. But I love to see the fire coming from the coach, uh, just trying to stir it up. You know, even if they're not uh, playing great, you know it's a big game. It's a night game. It's 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 a home game. Uh, it's at a critical point of the season for both teams. I think if the Illini win, you you got to say that um, you know we're coming into this contender situation. If Indiana loses, they're they're falling out. I mean, I think this is a real big bellwether game. Um, and I don't think Indiana's as bad as maybe their schedule or their record looks. I was looking at their last few games. They lost a few games by one point recently. They're in the Ken Palm at 29, which is pretty good. I was surprised to see that. Only a few spots below the Illini. So um, although the momentum seems to be going for, for the good boys, uh, I think it's going to be closer than, than it, it feels out there. Yeah, I think so. I mean, they, you know, they lost three in a row. Then they had the win against Wisconsin without Wisconsin's best player. So I think, no, I think, I, I know it's it's likely to be a, a hard-fought game. The line I need to play, bring their defense, because um, their offense is still, like, I'm not, I don't completely trust it. I think they're starting to get the hang of it. But they they can hang their hat on their defense, and, and that can lead, lead to some offense, especially with the turnovers that they cause. So if they can stay locked in from defense from the opening tip, um, I think this one could get pretty uh, out of reach, you know, by midway through the second half. But if they don't, and they think that they're gonna, you know, because Indiana's playing bad, it it could it could be a tough. But I, I really think with with uh, the dancing bear Dane Danger's defense. I think he's going to give uh, – uh, J- what's his name? J- uh, Jackson Davis. Uh, this is bad. Trace. The, uh, Trace Jackson Davis. He – oh, Kofi owned him, and granted, Kofi's you know, a different beast. But I think the Dancing Bears is going to give him a really tough time. I just think against really good defenders, um, he's he just hasn't proved to be like that winning player. And I think our length – I think the guys are really starting to understand 
if they move their feet, they can really use the length to benefit, and that's going to really hurt Indiana. Indiana probably hasn't seen a team defensively with the length of Illinois, looking at their schedule, Big Ten schedule. So the crowd should be going nuts Thursday night, students getting ready, pre-gaming a little bit, looking for a big dub. Heading, getting ready to head to cams for some blue guys. Like where, the, where are the students? The where environments are the, me Where are they going these days? Where are the good bars? Cams still still the, the spot. Yeah, the new cams. Haven't been to the new cam sadly, but uh, I'm going to read you a quote because this is my first time coming on. I'm I'm sounding like the lawyer, Mr. Etch, but uh, I wanted to do some research before, and I went on the Indiana's version of whatever their their fan site is, and the comments are are bad. They're fearing the worst. They're fearing a blowout. This guy named Colt. He says, the hated Illini have been playing way better basketball since Underwood read them the riot act. IU better be ready to play from the jump. And that was reading through the comments. Everyone's in panic mode over there. So hopefully the team brings a little bit of panic also, and it's just a a nice smashing. Poor Colt. Colt. Simple man, Mr. Colt. I love that. Bringing in... uh... You, it's always good when you're bringing in uh, the forums and the chats uh, from the other sites. You know, it's 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 pretty classic Indiana. They, you know, they act like Bob Knight was their coach last year. Um, they haven't won a national championship in a really long time. They haven't been the class of the Big Ten in what over ten years. Like their programs, their program, frankly, is a joke. They can't. They can't find a coach. This other. This Woodson's probably going to be out here pretty soon. Um, it, it's just not what it used to be. Like it, again, it's it's not not the nineteen seventies anymore. No one likes Indiana. No one likes those stupid ass striped pants. They're stupid. They're lame. It's time to get with the times. Um, it's just it's just frustrating to me that and and Etch, I'm curious your thoughts on this. Indy, like all of this preseason and like we. The Java men fell into the trap. But all this preseason talk when this team, this core players had never won anything. And we fell into it. We should have held strong. We fell in that, like, yeah, they 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 could, you know, give the Illini a run. Um, but yeah, I'm just I'm just not happy with with the accolades they got. And I hope the Illini get put a statement win on them. Yeah, and this is anecdotal, but we know we know a lot of guys who went to IU. Um, I don't I don't think any of them are paying attention to IU. I think that at least the one at least the the IU guys I know are not they're they're kind of checked out. Which you know a team who's um what are they eleven and sixth and tenth in the Big Ten, understandable. But that's that's just based on you know pounding the pavement word on the street they're checked out well i gotta say we're lucky to be in this moment with the illini don't take it for granted we know that i think we have a, a, a at least a few more years guaranteed of this competitive team but uh we're all here still paying attention so that's that's at least something as long as as long as underwood's the captain of the ship I will that's, say about Underwood. Good. I got. I've, I've been wanting to say this the whole time, and I didn't know where I was going to sneak it in. I don't know if he's always wearing the big Rolex, or he just started getting his swagger back and wearing the huge Rolex, just <laughs> hanging out of his jacket, just hanging there like this, swinging it around during the middle of the game. Which uh, 
The guy's do you think his, right now. Do you think his arm gets sore from that? Looks like, do you like think it. he has to do physical therapy just to be able to wear the it's worth it. Like if he has to go to physical therapy because the Rolex is, you know, fifty pounds. Yeah, it's well, worth it. We need a we need a listener to go out there, go back through the, the archives and see if this is new <laughs> or if he's always been wearing it. Because I noticed it the last game and uh, you know, the team's starting to play well. And all of a sudden, the guy's got a huge Rolex hanging off the side during the game. So I'm like, he's feeling good. He's feeling good. Got a is, fresh... it, is, it a, is it a little loose? Like, is it moving around on him? Yeah, it's is big, it not it's loose in a good way, though. It's kind of oh, swaggy dude, if he, hangs if, off there. If he's lost some weight, too, on top of the winning and, and being the captain of the ship. He's feeling good. We know, we know he's feeling good. Fresh dye job on the hairdo. He's got that suit he likes to wear, the orange suit. He's definitely with the hair dye, and he's got he's got a nice full head of hair. He's definitely older than he looks. He was looking. He, he lost a weight. He put on, he put some of those pounds back on. Um. So I'm, I hope he and he and Bielema, you know, coach, if you're listening, because we we need those coaches to be our coaches for the next twenty years. We Great can't point. Have ending early. Great point. So, but no, I I think you know all all good things. I um I think you know let's end this end this preview with. What we think the score that uh, the line of the game will be. Um, wait, wait, let's do the line of the game and what we think the line I will win by. Let's start with that. So home game Thursday night, um, IU reeling. I'm I'm gonna go. The line is minus six, Illini, and I think the Illini will win by twelve. Hmm, I'm not a betting man, so I don't know lines very well. But I do think the Illini are probably gonna win by. I'm going to say we're going to go 14, 14 spot. What do you think Vegas thinks? You think they're online with you, like 14, or do you think less? Less. I looked before, around five, <laughs> five or six. So you're on, you're on the money there. But uh, they, they had something similar the other game, and in the, in, in, in the, the, they won by about, I don't remember, maybe 20 in Minnesota, something like that. So. I was, I was going to go with seven. Vegas loves – Advanced Analytics love the Illini. I'm gonna go. With, I would have guessed seven, and then I think maybe it closes at seven. Then I think they'll win by a say healthy fourteen. Double that up. So I think good. Good recaps. Good IU preview. Um, will be a game tomorrow night. So that's it for uh, for basketball for for this week. I think we can all agree it's been. It's been a great couple weeks to be an Illini fan, Illini basketball fan. Quick shout out to the Illini, the Illini women's basketball team. They're playing great. Um, their coach just turned them around very quickly. Uh, they have a big game against Indiana, I think, as well. Might even be tonight. And hopefully both teams will be ranked in the top 25 after this week um, or climbing up those rankings. But before we get out of here, big news on the football field. Um Huge, huge news, the return of the law firm known as Newton and Randolph, our D-tackles, um, both likely would have been drafted. They would have gone. Obviously, um, they got that, that, that NIL package, which is great for programs like Illinois to get guys to come back and to stay and not transfer. So uh, quick thoughts, um, Etch and Polly B on the return of the law firm. Really, I think the D line overall is supposed to be not. I was here not only tops in the Big Ten, but one of the tops in the country. 
Yeah, well, first of all, thank you uh, to the Java Men Twitter handle for getting the NIL engine started up for Johnny Newton. Um, Mr. Lagatuda, if you're out there, that's uh, Mr. Lagatuda Jr. Um, thank you very much. So I think, Joe, I think you gave this the exact weight that I would give it. This is huge, huge news. And it's it's huge news because Burt is building the lines on both sides. The offensive line has returning starters. They were going to miss Pelcheski and, um, and Pilstrom, but they have three back and they'll get an upgrade over Pilstrom. The D-line is going to be so good. Um, they need to replace Avery. T-Rot Edwards was pretty good, but they returned three of the four starters. Two of the – or Johnny Newton was an All-American. Um, and that's that's the way football is won. That's why when we played Michigan, Illinois was in, in charge of that entire game and control of that entire game because both lines were dominating. So this is a classic Burt's Boys um, building up the D-line, getting guys to buy in. Um, I think guys are all like Johnny Newton was going to be, I think the third round pick third to fifth round pick is what I saw to, to get a guy who's going to be like a guaranteed draft pick guaranteed to be in camp guaranteed to get a contract to come back because he think number one, cause he can get NIL money, but number two, because he's going to develop into potentially a first round pick. That's huge for Illinois. That's, that's, that's a feather in Burt's cap going out all over Illinois to get recruits all over the country. The times they are a changing, you know, these, these spats of constant good news are unheard of other years, basketball, maybe, but I feel like every day I, I go on Twitter, I'm seeing this guy's returning. This guy's coming back. This guy's coming back on both sides of the ball. So it's, it's very surprising given kind of the, the status, the stature of the program but um, maybe my read is off and uh, maybe there is a good reputation. Maybe people are paying attention. You know, you had the number one scoring defense in the, in the country last year, returning the, these many players. You know, I don't know about the other, other teams that are high on that list. If they are returning so many starters, I, I doubt it. Um, so, you know, it's, it's, it's big news. Like, like you boys are saying. Yeah. I think what stands out to me, I mean, Definitely with this D line, but just in general, I think a lot of the guys are are just doing the the MJ on back. Just the <laughs> swagger, the swagger of this team that that Coach B at Burt's instilled the assistance, the swagger that this team has in a two year span, going from bottom of the barrel, giving up fifty plus points to freaking Minnesota to number one overall defense and just the swagger that these guys carry themselves with and that they back it up on the field. It, it's, it's incredible. It, it's, it's, and frankly, it's annoying that it's not more talked about because this turnaround's insane. The only reason it's not is because the offense was so bad two years ago. The offense was better last year and it's probably going to be a little bit better this year. It's just so big. Um, and just to have a bunch of draft picks this year and we're going to have a bunch more draft picks next year. Um, it's really, really exciting to have, you know, Paul, like you said, have basketball and football at the same time. Um, it's a good time. It's a good day to good time to be an Illini fan for sure. 
All right, boys. Any uh, any last thoughts? I'm I'm just thrilled to be joined by Biasco from Mexico. Um, Joe holding it down. Awesome job leading the uh, podcast today. It felt good. It felt good to be out here to give my opinion on a few things. I'm, I didn't have anything crazy to say because things are going well. But um, have me back on if there's ever a little downturn, and I'll I'll be sure to bring a little. Uh, controversy onto the pod also but uh loved it hope i can come back soon show us the coleman text fiasco coleman's in good in good <laughs> graces these days so uh as long as he as long as he can keep the ball in his hands do not dribble don't put it on the floor either shoot or pass the man can uh continue his his ways all right boys well great job today great pod uh to all the fans out there uh don't forget Grab a grab a rum, grab your drink of choice, sit down in front of the TV, uh, bring some of our line eyes, some confidence, and uh, let's bring home a W tomorrow night against the the dreaded Hoosiers. So, uh, good job. See see you next week. ILL. I and I. I, and I. Time to walk the plank.